0: Welcome back to another episode of the Before the Z-Wing podcast, episode two. We really hope you enjoyed the first episode where we introduced ourselves, talk about the uh, Ewok scale of how cute Baby Yoda is. Um, very, very difficult questions to, to uh, answer, but we took a stab at it, introduced ourselves, and gave you an idea of what's coming along on this podcast uh, in our next eight or ten episodes, including huge new ideas for two new Star Wars movies from Travis that I'm very interested to see how they work out. But if you want to hear about those, uh, (laughs) listen to our first episode and then um, our future ones where we actually get into it. But now we are all about Rise of Skywalker, the ninth movie. Episode nine. Episode nine. Yep. The final episode. Of this set of Star Wars movies, mm-hmm. December twentieth, the sequel trilogy,
1: the sequel trilogy. There's yes. original trilogy, the prequel trilogy, now the sequel trilogy.
0: Are we trilogy trilogyed out? A trilogy trilogy? Yeah. <laughs>
1: yes, I got you. Yeah.
0: yeah. Anyway.
1: Well, it definitely feels like it should be the end of the Star of the Skywalker saga. I think it's time to re- put that to rest. Oh, it says rise of Skywalker. I know. We'll get there.
0: <laughs> okay sounds good yeah so december 20th do you have your tickets yet no no
1: no are you going open night opening weekend probably opening weekend yeah. i think i am too I haven't got my tickets yet we have two young kids so they usually dictate our schedule as far as the uh, movie watching
0: yes i understand uh holidays kind of get in the way as well with family but definitely gonna try to hit that on Probably Sunday and uh, check it out. So I'm looking forward to that. Definitely have to see it before
1: people start talking about it.
0: Oh yeah, That's yes, always, yes. It was like well, you haven't game. even
1: seen any trailers. No, I I watched. No, I did watch the very first trailer that came out, very and first then trailer. I I went media dark after that. I like to do that too, but I was on spoiler. I, spoil I want to see trailers yeah. as well. I love trailers. Yeah, I do but I I remember I there was such a saturation of trailers for the prequels, um. And I, I definitely this time around shied away from uh, trailers for the sequel trilogy, although I did follow a lot of uh, the trailers for um, Solo and a, a lot for The Last Jedi because it was, it was a different director. It was a different direction. I was like, wow, what, this movie seems confounding if it's going to be anything like what the trailer suggests. So. Yeah. Brother, not. I was disappointed. I'm not going to reveal just yet. So, probably you probably hear it in the tone of my voice. You're, you're going to get into all that.
0: Um, but yeah, so I I try to stay away from trailers as we get closer. Um, uh, definitely was intrigued by half Han, half robot. He he makes his. he. Oh, sorry. I didn't yeah. mean I to spoil I don't know why that. you're doing this. He, to me. he came
1: back. Yeah, I know. I heard did, the rumors. I saw the gifts that people were already making because they leaked Han, out the information. Half robot, yeah. Sobot I think it's
0: called Sobot
1: right well, well they have a history of bringing people back from the dead by roboticizing or yeah, them. Absolutely. yeah I mean Vader Maul yeah, Lobot so, yeah. you know, the most famous Grievous he gets, back, he
0: gets back together with Leia
1: no he doesn't do that well they, yeah they can't no they don't do that
0: but um yeah so let's talk about this movie Rise of Skywalker and you want to talk about all the questions you have
1: yes any good storytelling mechanism is going to leave you with a lot of things that like you want to be satisfied with. You know, they they open at up at the so end at the end exactly. Yeah. You know, you want intrigue when you're dealing with a the trilogy. They went ahead, they went into this knowing it was going to be a trilogy, and so they've been sprinkling you know plot lines and 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 different things like that. Yes, I, I think that maybe there's a little bit of worry between the differences between episode what would be seven and eight. Cause seven looked like it had a very, very understandable narrative going on, an arc that it was building towards. And then episode eight kind of undermined that in a lot of ways, but introduced new things. But I was kind of hoping that by eight, we would have had some of the, some of the things, some of the story elements satisfied that were introduced in, in one to keep us invested so that when we get to nine, the bigger narrative would come together and, it's kind of making me nervous that it's not going to do that. <laughs> so I have like a list of like, well, I really hope that they resolve these particular things to leave this movie satisfying in the, in those regards.
0: And the the one of the first questions you put to me was why the first order?
1: Yes. Why? Why? <laughs> well, that's it. That's my question. Why, why is the first order even around? Right. Um, I mean, what is their purpose? Well, what is well, their goal? Why, why would a first order even become a thing? So, after the Empire is defeated, after Return of the Jedi. The fall of the Empire, yeah. Fall of the Empire. Right. All those people just don't go away. No, and there's been books that cover, you know, the Imperial Remnant yeah. becoming. I mean, even the Mandalorian, even to kind of. They become warlords, they become independent. Yeah, on the edges operators. of the Galaxy, on the North Right. Yeah. The Empire falls, there's the formation of the New Republic. Leia is a senator, and then, you know, right. Mothma is leading it, and then she wants somebody else to take over. That's all stuff that's covered in the books. Right. But as. A, I, I, so I went to film school and so I've studied filmmaking and, and script writing and one of the things that you want your your story to have is that you know, you want it to be able to resolve a good story, a good story movie would resolve the things in it and leave you satisfied and if you're dealing with three movies, which we are you know a serialized version, yeah. then by the end of that you'd want to be able to satisfy all the their narrative and story built into that. You don't and want ideally to... without the books. And yeah, because some people are only in the, invested in the cinematic part of this whole thing. Probably 90% or more. If I was just judging the movies as the nine films, would they introduce the elements that needed to be introduced to tell a compelling story and to leave me emotionally and intellectually satisfied by the end that it had resolved itself in a way that was important? It served the story itself. The First Order bothers me in this way that I don't know why they're there. I mean, I don't know what compels somebody to create the First Order to begin with. So, let's say you have all these resources from the Empire. You know, the Empire folds. But there's still plenty of resources around or enough to start something. Again, the Mandalorian addressed that in in one of its episodes. There was an ATST. It was, you know, commandeered by pirates on that planet. And they're using it to terrorize the locals and steal their... Spoiler alert. Yeah, sorry. Spoiler alert. But again, after the Empire, if the New Republic is failing then you're kind of going back into the dark ages. But I still don't understand why this organization that went out into the fringes would want to take over like Palpatine's mission. And this is just based on the movies seems to be that he was part of a belief that he had to somehow beat the Jedi. And it's kind of hinted that a long time ago, the Jedi had defeated the Sith, right? And he is a member of the Sith organization. And so A person who's seduced by power and the dark side, then he would be like, okay, I just want to take over and, and ruin them, you know, and I want to lead the whole thing. So if the empire falls and a new government comes in, why would another organization collecting and recycling the remnant of the empire want to even come back? No one's asking them to. You know, there was no compelling argument like saying, well, they they rose up because the New Republic was failing. We never got to see if the New Republic was failing in the movies. Right. So we didn't see people rising up saying, the New Republic sucks. We want the Empire back. So let's go form the First Order. Because all we're given in the movies is that this guy named Snoke has told his minions to go steal babies and brainwash them into stormtroopers. And then we don't actually really get to see their might because they're just growing, right? So by the second film... The character is going to planets that there is no first order presence. The first order is always chasing them to these locations. Right. So it's not like the oppression is already established and they're rising up against it. In these movies, the, the resistance is trying to stop it from even forming or getting a foothold. But it's never explained why that's a problem. It's not explained that the re- why the first order is a problem, or why
0: that the resistance fighting them outside of the the realm of it, the New Republic.
1: That's all there. I guess what I'm getting at is I I never get a sense that there's a, a bigger purpose to Snoke. Snoke's right. ambitions. If he's lived wherever he's lived for this long, why is he so concerned about taking over the galaxy? Why mm. would he be so concerned about taking over the galaxy to the point where he's amassed this army? He's stealing kids and brainwashing them, turning them to stormtroopers and, and taking over systems and stealing resources who's because bankrolling he, it. So if you yeah. if you just think about where are they getting their funds? I mean, if you think about the amount of resources that went into building the Death Star, sure, the Empire had control of everything so they could amass those resources, build the thing, yeah. and then they start terrorizing people with it. And then when that got blew up, they were already building a second one and, and we're doing the whole thing again. Fine. Yeah. Star killer base, yeah, way more massive than the Death Star. Sure. Who bankrolled it? Yeah.
0: I mean they took a they they took over one by one planets
1: they got the resources no we didn't see that we didn't see that no we we got hints that maybe the first they say the first order is going to come and take take over everything but and the resistance is the only thing that will stand up against them you know in in the first movie uh, which would be episode Mm 7 right episode yeah yeah. force awakens force awakens Uh uh-huh you know they they have a planet that's like the capital I guess they they refer to as Hosnian prime although I don't think they actually say that in the movies but you know they see the first order's first attack on screen is to wipe out the capital and it's fleet. Right. So they can take over. But again, it's never really given us um, a motivation for it, other than to be mean. <laughs> and that feels oh. that feels very unsatisfying to me. So then, yeah. Yeah, when we get to the end of The Last Jedi, just to kind of push us a little bit further, Kylo Ren, very skillful, very, you know, shockingly, kills Snoke and declares himself the supreme leader. Sure. Why would he even care? I mean, his whole... Thing in that movie was burn it all, destroy it all, kill it all if you have to, right? Just kill everything, just kill the past. So I get he's on this 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 revenge thing. He just wants to impose his revenge upon everybody who's ever hurt him or anybody who could possibly hurt him. But now he's in charge of like this big giant first order organization with generals and capital ships and masses of stormtroopers and all these resources to be an army but he never where's his ambition to to own and operate all that unless he's really just going to use that to literally destroy everything but then who's going to bankroll that because no one's going to bankroll some, you know, psychopath who's running around with his stormtroopers everywhere so that that leaves that's a big plot hole for me why does kylo ren even care to be the new supreme leader why does kylo ren even care to to have all these the stormtroopers after he's killed snoke well i mean maybe just to do it as you said like so just, just to do it. But it can't be just because he has daddy issues and mommy issues. <laughs> well, he killed dad. So it's, he had so daddy issues. that feels very unsatisfying to me. So what I kind of need to see is why the first order? Why? Why the who, first order? Who was even bankrolling it? Who was supporting it? Um, how did it get to be as big as it was? And it's unfortunate that we can't see that. You know, this we have this rule in filmmaking, show don't tell. Right, show me, right. don't just tell me about it, right. And at best we're, we'll probably get some kind of exposition dialogue about why the first order rose, because we've we've been given hints to it, but nothing's ever been able to explain it to us, and we can't see it in action. So there's some scuttlebutt that we're going to see don't I don't want don't spoil me. No
0: I'm not, I'm not going <laughs> to spoil the movie, and definitely we're not going to spoil anything.
1: <laughs> well, first of all, you're tap dancing. yes,
0: let's let's step back if uh i didn't properly introduce us so my name is Stefan arnold he is travis heiner if you haven't uh, realized that by now <laughs> travis likes to talk about star wars uh and i am uh the host trying to learn from the the master uh, i don't want to call myself a padawan i'm just going to be i i want to be uncle owen can i be uncle owen? oh wow okay just, yeah, just sure. worry about the evaporators on the uh, south field or whatever yeah. Right, and that's...
1: don't let your wife go out alone picking mushrooms off the moisture evaporators, because she'll be kidnapped by the sand people. Yeah. They travel in a line, so you, you don't know their numbers. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Do you know what movie I just referenced? No. Episode the two. The one about
0: the the mushrooms? Yeah, episode yeah. two. <laughs> Very touching. All right. Well, we got a little bit off sidetrack, but... Uh... <laughs> We we tend to do that once a while. Podcast. This is a podcast, and there is nine movies. And I'm defending my eleven movies. What do you call me? My
1: scale ninety. Yes,
0: we are going to do a Star Wars (laughs) fan scale, and Travis thinks he's in the uh, high eighties. I put him well into the nineties. No, (laughs) Uh, he he wants to do nineties because ninety because he realizes there are people out there who are above him in this fan scale, but. Uh, listen to episode one if you want to know why Travis uh, is every bit of that ninety. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it involves Legos and uh, yeah, that's all I'm going to say about that. It's all very uh, there's a lot to it. Go go back to the first episode, but let's get back into the first order. So maybe Kylo Ren is just
1: Joker. Maybe he's just a bad guy, and he wants to. Which be a makes bad sense, guy. but why wouldn't he just burn the first order down too? I don't know. See, that's just again that that's something that i would i'm looking forward to being satisfied at the end of this this last episode you know right maybe they they freak us all out and that it was ben solo's mission to insert himself into the, this no. evil upcoming empire but it's a possibility Not as a kid. no but as a young adult you know he's learning the the ways of the of the jedi and the ways of the force through uncle Luke. And he's like, well, sometimes we have to sacrifice ourselves to for the greater good.
0: The Resistance is not going to sacrifice
1: young Jedis to insert a spy. No, he's gone rogue. He's gone rogue. Because he probably doesn't believe in the path his mom's taking and by organizing, he says, you know, this is a complete hypothetical. I doubt it's ever going to go this way. But, I mean, imagine what a crazy movie that would be. Rise of Skywalker. Ben Solo reveals himself that he actually, on his own, he learned about what it means to To do what must be done. And he knows that this evil is coming back into the world. And he says, my granddad was a war hero. He was Anakin Skywalker. And he became Darth Vader because of whatever reason. And now I'm going to take that mission that Anakin started, granddad started, and complete it by defeating evil. Because Anakin was advertised as the chosen one. And he stopped short of that in the eyes of his grandson, who adores him and idolized him because he never got to meet him. And he just hears the war stories about Anakin Skywalker being a hero of the Clone Wars. And then somehow he became Darth Vader and he was the right arm the right hand, whatever. So he
0: wants to dress like him and then save his reputation
1: by I don't think no, because he doesn't care <laughs> about the reputation. He just cares about defeating the evil and he's gonna do what it takes. And so, in a way, if you think about it, let's just say hypothetically that's the way this movie's gonna go down. The Rise sure. of Skywalker. So ben, Ben's gonna, at, the, at this pivotal moment. Ben Solo, Kylo Ren. Right. Ben sheds the Kylo Ren moniker, the whole thing, is like, I've actually been trying to undermine this whole organization. I've already killed Supreme Leader Snoke. I'm now gonna destroy. Oh, by the way, I also killed my father, Han. But if you think about it, when he's on that catwalk scene, yeah. he says, I know what I have to do. I just don't think I have the strength to do it. Will you help me? And I, it, you could say in this hypothetical universe that Snoke already detects that Ben isn't strong enough and maybe that Ben is the real threat. And in order for Ben Solo to convince Snoke... To go Snoke, further deep undercover, yeah, he kills Han Solo. He kills Solo. Han Solo. Because Han Solo is irrelevant now. Han Solo is totally irrelevant. And so he's like, Dad... He's irrelevant. If you, In the, the scheme of, of Star Wars, the universe, not for us as viewers, but just like, Dad, if you if you help me with this, I will be able to, to do what Anakin had tried to do to be the chosen one to to wipe out evil to destroy this dichotomy between light and dark and so he lets him you know I, again it's just a fantasy it's just a hypothetical but that, imagine how crazy that movie how would be. crazy people we have, have to be, post
0: this before the movie yeah
1: people would be freaking out I mean, i'm sure it'll be this whole thing like people love that idea people don't have I mean, you ever heard of the darth jar jar theory uh no well that's a future episode oh my god dude this is so epic anyway okay i, I wish it was true all right <laughs> okay well but we're... anyway Back to Kylo Ren. Yeah. Why does he care to own the First Order? Why? I mean, like you said, maybe he's a joke. He just wants to burn it all down. I. He wants to watch Gotham burn. I guess. I don't know. I it's just not enough. Defeating. Of... It's not enough of motivation for me. Right. And maybe that's because we already have too much backstory for him. Where with the Joker and Dark Knight, we had no backstory. So yeah, it's just easy to say he just wants to watch the whole thing burn, and we can accept that because we're not given any kind of backstory. This is what Baby Joker was like. This is what Teen Joker was like. These are the steps that cause him to want to watch the world burn. With with Aunt, or Ben Solo slash just Kylo Ren, Kylo Ren, yeah. Well, I mean, you kind of have to address him as Ben Solo because that's the whole point. He was Ben Solo at some point, you know. Yes, he rode around on Chewie's back. He had sleepovers in the Millennium Falcon. He had sleepovers. That's an... I like that. We should...
0: They should do a, another movie. Sleepovers in the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> Star Wars. There you a go. Star Wars movie.
1: Yeah. I don't know. So... But that's just one part of it that, that has to be answered. It doesn't have to be answered, but I would love to see addressed in this final movie. Ray's origin. There's a part of me that doesn't... Like, who cares about Ray's origin? It doesn't matter. That Ray. Like Snoke said, the light rises up to meet the dark and that's what justifies why Rey is as powerful as she is. But, and I'm not the first person to say this, it just seems very convenient that she is as strong with the force without any training and yet there's nothing to explain why that's the case. So just because Kylo Ren exists, Rey exists. And that's what's hinted at in the second movie, or The Last Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's incredibly frustrating to think that that is just that, that that's the way it's explained. So rewind a little bit, a new hope comes out. Yeah. And the empowering message of that King Arthur retelling is that a humble kid from humble beginnings could make a difference if he applied himself. His name is Luke Skywalker. Right. So anybody could be a Jedi, you know, he just happened to be in these circumstances where he was plucked out of the desert by this old hermit guy who was a Jedi and said, you could be strong with the Force, too. Your dad was. But it was really a story about how anybody could be. He was the everyman, right? He was that Joseph Campbell but he already hero. Had, he was already Anakin's son. No. In the first movie, we know nothing about that. No. The message of the yeah, movie is that you correct. could be anybody and become a hero. Okay. And it wasn't until the Empire Strikes Back comes out that it starts to say, it breaks that down and says, well, no, spoiler alert." you kind of have to be born with this in a weird way, but it would never really made it like you, you have to carry the, the lineage because your parents were strong with the force or you're strong with the force. It wasn't like that for A New Hope. And now all of a sudden the Empire Strikes Back Back has started saying this. And then by the time we get to Return of the Jedi, Luke says to Leia, the Force is stronger than my family. My father has it. I have it. My sister has it. So now it's like, oh, you kind of have to come from a lineage that's sensitive to the Force. And it's no longer about anybody becoming a Jedi. Only certain people are born with the ability to become a Jedi. And then the prequels totally just destroyed anything about... Anybody could do it. You have to have a certain amount of these chlorians in your blood supply or you're not going to do it. And it's a genetic thing. Right. So then you go into the, the new trilogy and all of a sudden saying, well, if we've established that usually, usually powerful people with the force have come from a lineage of people who are strong with the force, then why Ray? And then Snoke just says, well, as the dark rises, so does the light and vice versa. Right. That's the balance that the force is always trying yeah, to dark side. But yeah. then, you know, she is already doing mind tricks in The Force Awakens. She's, you know, she's uh, she has the telekinesis. She can grab the lightsaber from the snow and pluck it into her hands. She can yeah. face off with Kylo saber to saber. She knows how to fly a million Falcon was pretty crazy. Allegedly never having stepped foot on the thing again or before, you know, I can just fly anything and she, I've never done this before. Like Finn says, "Wow, well, that's crazy. I didn't know you could do that." And she goes, "Neither did I," or something along those lines, right? It's like, but well, here she's, she's a pilot a pilot but we never really see that. I mean she has, she's piloting a, a speeder bike through the desert, but we never see her actually in a ship flying through the atmosphere, yeah. let alone through space. Yeah. And she's flying through a star destroyer, a crashed star destroyer. Seems difficult. I would think so. <laughs> Unless there's an autopilot on the thing, then why not more ships doing the same thing? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, I want to like Ray. I want to be invested in it, but there's this big like how does she is it is it more so who is she? or is it separated
0: how does she have those powers or i know those kind of connect maybe but it's just
1: it's more right it's unsatisfied it's right. unsatisfied i i'm totally invested in her as being the hero i love the fact that it's it's this woman who comes out I and mean, just like lay up before her a very strong woman who comes yeah. out and says hey i'm not going to accept the role that's been handed to me i'm going to rise above we know we can accept that ray is a really good fighter because she was born she was raised or grew up on this crazy harsh environment Jaku, yeah it has
0: to, yeah it has to fend for herself right yeah
1: so the saber fighting can be explained that she's just really just translating her fighting style from the staff um and I have another theory about that, but we'll we'll get into that later. <laughs> this is my solo trilogy <laughs> all, right. all right um oh, solo trilogy uh but what not is, what, what what yeah, but it's not first episode it's not a trilogy of solo films, but yeah, Gotcha. we i'd hinted that in the last our last podcast Yes, so. in our first podcast
0: yes. go back and watch All right, listen yeah, so talk to me about your Skywalker Jedi thing about. How? Oh, the name. The name Skywalker, why the movie is well, called Rise so of Skywalker. I think that's
1: obvious. I think, I, I, I know there's a lot of people online who already agree with this, but when I saw the title, The Rise of Skywalker, not The Rise of the Skywalker, not The Rise of a Skywalker, The Rise of Skywalker, I think when all the dust settles from whatever's going to happen in episode nine, there will be four sensitive people who will rise up and they will emulate the heroism of Ray. Rey. Skywalker. Not because she's Ray Skywalker, but because they call the people who have that power Skywalkers. So instead of being calling the Jedi and the Sith, it's just Skywalkers. And Skywalkers is a force user who has the balance of the light and the dark. In the old books they were referred to as the gray Jedi, the Jedi's who could straddle that line. And so if you think about if the if the force is always looking for balance, and there's one group who have gone this what i would say the easy path and become light side only the monks the jedi yeah then there is the rise of the the ones easy path the easier path is the dark side i would think no see i would argue that the easier path is the jedi isn't it easier to be mean and it's more seductive to have to use the force for evil selfish means okay selfish means yeah but i would also argue that the harder path would be the middle path where you could be tempted by using the force for selfish means um but you don't live the lifestyle of a monk you live a lifestyle as a normal person who has the force and has to deal with the the dilemma of only using it for good purposes you know i think for the jedi By closing themselves off from emotions and relationships, it's easier for them to be light side because they can just say, I'm not going to lend myself to any of those emotions. I'm not going to lend myself to any of those relationships. And so you're being, you're putting this huge wall, which makes it easier for them to be Jedi, the light side pure. Yeah. Because if they broke down that wall, like Anakin did and said, well, I'm going to still have a relationship. I'm going to have kids. I'm going to allow myself to love, but still do good things that's where anakin comes into that balance the balance of the force but and then he loses but at this right he doesn't have the support around him to foster that to say hey this is the true balance don't go too far one way or the other because we see him use some of the dark side in attack the clones and it's a very simple gesture and it's the reason why i have such a hard time with that movie because to me the movie is poorly written it makes a lot a lot of errors in storytelling but there's a moment where he's having dinner with padme on her planet and it's it comes across very sappy he floats what looks like a, a pear to her and he cuts it in half and floats it to her now <laughs> he's impressing her with his ability with the force right but it's for selfless purposes it's not a selfless thing and that's the seduction part that's the part where, like if i use this to to gain an advantage or to sway people's opinion toward me, that's the part that's the dark side, that's kind of pulling him into that. Because it's so much easier. That's why... Giving someone, says,
0: giving someone half a pair is dark side?
1: Is... Yeah. That's why it's more seductive, because it's really easy. Okay, so look what, how that goes then. So let's say you had that
0: that power. Certainly, certainly you can be light side, and then do something as innocent
1: as that, and but, remain but light that, side. But that grows. Because think about it then. Let's say you did that. let's say you're having dinner with your wife and you use the force to pour her some wine and she's very impressed by this. Well, then what's going to stop you the next time from just using the force to grab the remote? What's going to stop you from using the force just to float down to the store or just to float the stuff of the store to you? So then you become lazy in your mind. You can become lazy in your mindset and that's how the dark side seduces you because it makes things easy. That's why Yoda says it's quicker, it's easier, it's more seductive because it's easier to just do those things instead of having to get up off the couch, get in your car, drive down the street, pay the money, work to earn the money. The, The whole... Thing, sure, right? you just take it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's how the dark side pulls at you. And yeah. the um, the Clone Wars cartoon series and the Rebels cartoon series they capitalize on it in a big way and I, I applaud them for like fleshing that out. Like this is really what's at play when it comes to the dark side. This is why it's so seductive. So let's circle back.
0: So you think Rey is going to be the no. sh- Shining is...
1: Okay. No. I think the populace will look to her and her Sacrifice. I'm assuming it's going to be a sacrifice. Or if Ben turns. No,
0: it's not going to be. We're, no. Or, we're if, not losing or, Rey, Travis. Or if Ben turns. We've already lost Han. If,
1: and Luke. And I mean, Leia. Yeah, yeah. If Ben turns and suddenly becomes this middle road, path, or if Rey sacrifices herself to save the universe, she'll be immortalized as Skywalker. And then the kid with the broomstick at the end of, of yeah. The Last Jedi. Yeah. Other Force user who comes up. They will say, we want to be like Skywalker. We are Skywalker. We are a Skywalker. Like we are a Jedi. So it's Jedi and Sith, quote unquote,
0: would be under the umbrella of Skywalker. They're gone.
1: There will be no more Jedi and Sith. It ends in this one. That is what this capitalist... This is the end of both of those, those ways of thinking. And this will be the middle path. This will be the balance. This will be the gray Jedi. But they will be called Skywalker. So if I had the Force and I used it and trained with it and walked that middle path successfully, Yes, then I would be referred to as, oh, you're a Skywalker. Gotcha. Not a Force user, just you are a Skywalker.
0: All right. So maybe that does
1: that. Maybe. I, I that, think the title almost... I would be shocked if that wasn't the case. Would what would else be, could it be? Or what else could Rise of, of
0: Skywalker be if it's not... Why you just laid out.
1: Well, then the rise of Skywalker could very easily be Ben turns to the light side again, becomes Ben Skywalker. Instead of Ben Solo, he takes his mom's last name and becomes Ben Skywalker, the rise of Skywalker. But I don't see that happening. I don't see... It'd be very hard... where could it go from that? Right. It'd be very hard to redeem Kylo Ren after seeing the atrocities he's committed. Yeah.
0: Very, So that's very...
1: Hard. very that's... But what an ultimate redemption story if that were the case, right? This guy went all the way to the brink. He killed his father. He tried to kill his mom. He destroyed his mentor. He destroyed his other mentor. He's been killing that's... people left and right. And then yeah, suddenly... that's he, not going to happen. He turns back to the light. But <laughs> Vader turned back to the light and look at all the people he oh, killed. Oh, at the very end. Yes. Because it came down to his son. And this And yeah. this is why... Okay, we'll talk about... The parents' guide to the Star Wars, as far as the viewing, but let yes. me just kind of give you a little bit of teaser. And I think that if you're gonna if you're gonna talk about this reoccurring theme, it makes sense that that Kylo will turn and be redeemed at the end. Maybe he will save Rey. Maybe it's gonna be the exact same scenario. Whatever form the Emperor takes is is electrocuting Rey, and Ben Solo will get close enough to this Emperor form that he will kill it. I mean, it. he already saved Ray once. Right when he, but to get to his own gain, he to wanted get, her to be to his apprentice. Exactly. Okay. okay, and you know yeah. that's a very compelling scene. The, the things he's saying to her in that moment—I mean, that's one of the best scenes in a whole movie. Yes, it is. It's it's yes. incredibly compelling. And and Adam Driver, amazing. I I just love the way he that conviction he has when he says the, the lines he says to her. It's just I wish all that movie was like that. Yeah, to have that kind of intensity. It's like oh my god.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. But again, Vader turned at the last minute because the one person in the entire universe his son is the one that had the faith to say i can bring you back to the light everybody else has written you off everybody else thinks you're this evil thing and you even think you're this evil thing but i know that there's good in you and i'm going to i'm going to take that that leap of faith put myself in harm's way and bring you back with me wow and so i think that this movie will rhyme with that because the whole star wars trilogy the, the trilogy trilogies right yeah. they have these moments that are intentionally put there to rhyme with one another george lucas said i want these to i want these moments to rhyme it's like a poem i want episode one to rhyme with episode four i want episode two to rhyme with episode five i want this that's why there's a slave one chasing somebody through an asteroid field that all right. comes back again so right. he purposely wanted that poetic repeat going on so if the end of return of jedi had that moment i I would expect Rise of Skywalker to have the same thing, which lends it to the Rise of Skywalker. Maybe it's because Ben sacrifices himself the same way Vader does to save Luke. He doesn't save Rey or whoever. Right. And so then he suddenly becomes So maybe he's a not
0: a quote unquote double agent spy guy. He just, at the end,
1: says, you know what? I'm going to do right. this good thing because Lord, we need redemption right. in a story like this. This story is about redemption in a lot of ways, right? Yeah. It's sprinkled throughout the whole thing. How do we redeem our how to redeem the sins of the father? How do we redeem ourselves when we're faced with this dichotomy of good versus evil and we compromise ourselves? Right. Okay. I mean even Han Solo was a redemption story, right? In the in the original trilogy. You know, he started off as a scoundrel and he became a, a general and, he and a hero. <laughs> He's kinda. like peace yeah. out. No, I'm just talking about between Star Wars, Empire, and Jedi. Yeah, 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 yeah. He becomes a general and everybody's like, oh, great. Yeah. And then whatever happens, happens. And then he kind of makes his little cameo and serves his purpose to say, okay, this is Ben's story. Now, he has to go on the story of redemption, but in order to ratchet up the attention, we're going to make sure that Ben Solo goes really dark, you know? Yeah. And then we'll bring him back. And that's going to be something to, to have to deal with, right? If we're going to, if Ben Solo is a redemption story... It's got to make sense. It's It can't be some sudden switch that happens. Oh, I'll just do it. You know what? Right. I really like Ray. going to do it. The circumstances have to be huge. She might go out with me. Yeah, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so that's a possibility. Another uh, plot line you want, hopefully tied up a little bit more, is maybe the reason why, and we touched on it a little bit earlier, reason why Snoke. Yeah, I mean...
1: It's so unsatisfying. Like, who is this guy? He hints that he's, he was around when he saw the rise and fall of the Empire. And the Empire fell because of... Um, what's the word he used? He used a very specific line about, I saw the fall of the, of the Empire and it was because of this thing. That was not what you expected. It wasn't like the fall of the Jedi because of the hubris, which is what Luke says. Mm-hmm. But Snoke says the fall of the Empire happened because of some kind of... I want to say it was sentiment." sentimental attachment or something i don't know
0: sentimentality i don't i don't no. but I, it was never explained if yeah. that's the
1: word i can't remember what the actual word was it was something along those lines um yeah so he's been a background player this whole time so was he one of the advisors to the emperor on the death star you know he has those guys kind of walking around him yeah sure. was he was he even in the the old republic or this the regular republic when the jedi order was you know then the clone work began or was he sitting on the out, outskirts just with binoculars, just watching the whole thing happen, you know? And he's dead, so... But even before that, he had some some ability with the Force, right? I mean, he was training Kylo to become strong with the Force. He, he used turned the,
0: Kylo, he turned
1: Ben Solo into Kylo Well, Red. that's what's said, that's what Leia says. You know, Snoke corrupted him. Well, how did that happen? Now, where did this Snoke guy come from? Was where he a he? senator from a planet? That had Force powers. How did he even get proximity to Ben Solo to, to begin to turn him in the first place? Or unless he was just broadcasting Dark Side feelings from way off where he was. But then again, you know, I'm, I can accept that he was just this pure evil person who just wanted to mess it all up. Like, okay, the Empire fell. Now it's my turn. I'm just going to just cause chaos, right? But we don't know that, and we won't. And that's the he's thing, dead. that thing that kills me is like we never get chances to see. Just a little bit of that. Now, it might be covered in some of the books. I haven't come across it yet, but... I really don't like the, the, the theory or if they put it in place that the books
0: cover something that the movies right. don't or you need the books to explain yes. the movies.
1: And we talked about in our, we, our yeah. previous podcast. Yes. You know, as you, the, movie, the stories of the movies have to, have to be self-contained.
0: Because, as I said, 90% or easily
1: more, I, I would think in my mind, don't read the books. So you have to explain it in the movies. Well, the the movies have to be... You don't have to explain anything beyond what the movies are about. But you certainly don't bring up new things that can only be explained away in the books. Because if the movie brings up this plot hole and doesn't... doesn't And it doesn't solve ...satisfy it. Yeah, it can solve it over the the trilogy. But... And I'm not against reading. I love reading. No, yeah. I I wrote a book and... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, At the same time, not everybody has the time to read a book. Especially when it comes to Star Wars. They want to just go and watch a Star Wars movie. They may watch a show too. I don't think they're going to dive in. The average person is not going to go dive they're into not all going the, books. Dive into the books. And no. some books are really great, like The Ahsoka Oh,
0: absolutely. Books. I can't wait to learn more about them and, and talk about some of those as well. But um, yeah, so Snoke is missing the missing piece because we learn about the Emperor. It takes six movies to really get the idea of who the Emperor is before
1: he's ah, killed. But see, I disagree with that. Yes, you're right. But we didn't need to know who the Emperor was in the context of the, of the first movies that came out. Because the empire was already in place, the empire was already seen as an oppressive force. Yeah, you know we see it through the eyes of of our heroes. Exactly. We already know there's an emperor. We don't really need to know how he got there. We just know that he's in charge and he's running an oppressive government. So what's
0: the difference between that?
1: Between
0: there's an emperor
1: and then there's Snoke. My point: Snoke is not in power of the whole galaxy. He's on the fringes and he's trying to invade. Right. So what's the so if you're having a character who's invading, you got to give him motivation. Why are you invading? Why are you doing this? If you already have a, a figurehead who's at the top, we don't really need to know. We just need to know he's bad, he's evil, and he's doing all his bad stuff. There's 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 the whole empire. He's he's the guy, and somehow he got there. We don't really know. We didn't know how he got there, but we know well, he's we there. Need to know. We what may smoke need to know why is, is at there? We do in a way because if he's going through this effort of invading everything and bringing these forces in... and, and again who's bankrolling all this? Right. I mean who right. would. Who would bankroll another empire to come? I mean, unless there's, because it's set up that the the first order is coming from the the fringes of the galaxy and coming in, and not just arise within the system. If the first order was a was a um, was an organization that was rising up within the system, because, revolution. Yes, exactly. That would make more sense to me. That'd be more satisfying. I was like, okay, good. Now we're having that swaying back. People wanted the wanted the 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 curfews they wanted the the rule of law they well there's some some theory
0: or it might even be in books that the new republic is is too they want it to be more spread out and the centrist governments or whatever Mm -hmm. wanted more centralized power sure kind of like states versus federal and then that's kind of the 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 centralized power worlds kind of went with the new order
1: yeah right but then you're talking about a civil war there right you're not talking about an invasion force from Canada coming down into the States. You're talking about the States being fractured. Right. Right. But they are fractured if there's a new order anywhere. Okay. But what you just said then is not explained in the movies. Right. That's just us theorizing from political, our own history. You right. know, Poli-sci right. stuff. And, and to be m- fair, I read that from Wikipedia. Oh, Okay. <laughs> In the context of the movies, I wish I would have had a more satisfying reason about why... Why Snoke is who he is. Just why the First Order, why Snoke, exactly. You know, if you if would if you'd seen Rogue One, there's that advisor who comes and tells Vader that Orson Krennic was outside. Like Krennic, Doctor Krennic's here.
0: Right. That
1: was Snoke. Done. Solved. He was an advisory to the Empire. He was close to the Emperor. He was close to Vader. He saw the machinations of the Empire and how it fell. And he said, I could do better. Yeah. now come support me give me some money and I'll do it we never got that no and I think they actually went so far to say that wasn't him I think if you look at the credits for uh, Rogue One it's very specifically says that guy this guy is not Snoke
0: (laughs) (laughs) well so
1: do we think unless Snoke goes by a different name oh plot twist dun dun
0: dun I mean Rogue One there's there's not going to be a better in Star Wars story than Rogue One that was the, oh, that w-
1: I totally disagree with <laughs> you. And that's not to we're, say that Rogue One is an awesome movie because it's a Star Wars movie. It's fantastic. I love it. It's got problems, one, but... Okay, uh. so what other ancillary,
0: we're going to call it, quote-unquote, Star Wars story... Right. ...that you can think of on the spot right now could possibly be even so fundamental to the overall nine-story arc, nine-movie arc? Anything
1: that you can think of? Well, I mean, the Battle of Jakku... The, the actual fall of the Imperial forces and the rise. I mean, no, it's kind of boring. It's all political. I mean, I don't want to give anything away, but like the, the story arc, the three-picture story arc that begins with Solo and ends with another one, I think would be a great, fascinating... This is your three-story yes. movie. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. I have my well,
0: own version of Star have to Wars. You <laughs> listen to the first episode. <laughs>
1: well, you have to listen to a future episode to find out the details of that, but the hint is... <clears throat> yes. I have a... Uh, a two picture go ahead and
0: tell him go ahead go ahead and tell him no, I have an no idea thing.
1: for two follow up movies to Solo that don't star Han Solo that would that would satisfy like oh okay this movie was important because of this story arc and this dovetails right into Rebels which then dovetails right into Rogue One which dovetails into A New Hope and it just really fills in that gap and it would be fascinating it, so it won't happen now it
0: makes Solo <clears throat> important these yes. two ancillary movies but it doesn't movies, star Han Solo but it doesn't star Han Solo it doesn't even and have to why it.
1: won't it happen that would be a spoiler there. I would have to tell you what the story was. Okay. so Do you want that for this episode? No. We're already 44 minutes in. 45. we got to <laughs> shut it down. Okay. We're going to go after the, <laughs> uh, after
0: the holidays, guys. Uh, and happy holidays to everyone out there. Absolutely. After the holidays, we are going to discuss Rise of Skywalker... And what we liked about it, what we didn't like about and it. And maybe, what we wish was different. <laughs> and what we wish was different. Maybe uh, some of these questions are answered. You know, some Disney them... may
1: have bought Star Wars, but Star Wars belongs to the people. So we can have as many opinions about this as we want. Yes. So,
0: Yeah, so let us know, folks. Uh, in the comments, uh, hit Travis and I up on social media. Travis is going to throw in a quick edit about where we are. Um and once again, I am Stefan Arnold. I am FF Observer on Twitter. So you can hit me there about strangely fantasy football questions <laughs> and Star Wars now as we are starting this podcast. Travis is all over the web, uh, YouTube at the Subokan
1: Yes, I, all my art stuff is created under the name Subokan, S U B O K E N. So Subokan.com, yes. uh, the Subokan Project on Facebook. We also have the Subokan Project Instagram. I even have a Flickr account if you want to see the Subokan Lego Project or Subokan Brick Project. Sorry. And I create music under Subokan. And I even have a novel published on Amazon. If you type in Subokan, it will come up. Although I use a... pseudonym. No, I don't actually because the author... So the fiction of that book begins on the cover. And so the author of that book is actually one of the characters within the book. Brandon Dale Edwards. So that's not me. It's not... It's not no, a memoir. you're Travis Heiner. I am.
0: Sobokenproject.com, music, indie, electronic music, and uh, you are also the creator and of maybe a forthcoming Kickstarter Yes. for the Robot Battle League
1: tabletop game. Tabletop game, very Give exciting. Give us 20 seconds on that. It's a take that style card game that uses board game elements, and it's a lot of fun. It's about robots in a battle royale scenario, just duking it out, and last robot standing is the winner.
0: Last robot standing is the winner. The Robot Battle League tabletop game may be coming to a Kickstarter near you, and we will probably let you know if it does. Other than that, folks, my name is Stefan Arnold. He is Travis Heiner. Travis, anything else to say before we wrap up the? rise of the skywalker rise of
1: skywalker excuse me i was about to smack
0: you oh (laughs) rise of skywalker (laughs) preview episode anything else to say
1: i hope it turns out to be a very satisfying and entertaining film and i can't wait to hear your discussions about it afterward yes
0: can't wait to see it can't wait to hear everyone talk about it happy holidays everyone we'll see you shortly after the movie premieres with a review of the movie and everything about it talk to you guys later we're, oh wait, we haven't come up with a, uh, mm-hmm. a ending word, ending thing. <laughs> Live long and prosper. We have... <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe the force be with you. by the next episode, we're going to have something different. Yeah, and it's well, not... something a little more clever. <laughs> and in the correct movie segments, huh? Oh, we're
1: going to pull a quote from movies.
0: Well, no, we're not going to pull a quote from movies, but we're not going to use a Star Trek uh, reference in a Star Wars podcast. You know how
1: many people are really angry at you right now. Well, I'll say greetings, programs. That's an obscure one for you. (laughs) Hey, it's owned by Disney. (laughs) We gotta go.
0: (laughs) See you later. Have a good night. May the Force be with you guys. Bye.